Glory to God. All right, let's go. Okay, let's turn our Bibles quickly. You know, let's turn our Bibles quickly to Matthew chapter... Matthew chapter, chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13. And this morning I'm talking about having a happy and fulfilling marriage. Having what? A happy and what? Fulfilling marriage. Marriage or relationship. So some of you are not married. You're on your way to marriage. Some of you are dating. Having a happy and fulfilling marriage. So the first thing I want to say is this. Marriage is not the goal a lot of single people think as though marriage is the goal. So you say, I just want to get married. What that does is that you set up yourself for disappointment. Marriage is not the goal. When marriage becomes the goal, unhappiness sets in. Because you eventually get married and there's nothing there. What you want to set as a goal is this, is what type of marriage do I want that will support me and make me happy? Ever look up here quickly. And I will talk about this maybe next week or upper week. A lot of us know what we do not want. But few people know what they want. So when you say, what marriage makes you happy? People don't have ideas. They know what does not make them happy in the marriage. But what makes him happy? They don't know. In the real, they don't know what makes him happy. And sometimes people want you to guess. And I just think that that's childish. Because nobody's a mind reader. So marriage is not the goal. Marriage is not the goal. You can be married and be very sad and lonely. So that shows marriage is not the goal. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Let me, before I read the text I quoted, I'm just going to backtrack a little because I'm just trying to make sure I can, you know, in the first service I spilled a lot. I don't want to spill too much in this service. I'm trying to keep it to time. So when it comes to, what, so why are we teaching this? The goal of this teaching is that for those that are single, single people, you have the best opportunity. You know Why? When you're married, you want to make it right. But when you're single, you can choose right. So you're making it right is very simple. Okay. So, seven things that ruin marriages and relationships. Seven things that what? Ruin marriages and relationships. This is just by the side. Seven things. Number one. Number one. So, when you see people, and the reason I'm sharing this, and the reason why I'm sharing this is because you can be a good Christian and your marriage, marriage struggles. One of the areas I've really struggled at is just maintaining that marital balance and all of those kind of things. And I have to always work at it. And you know the thing, the more successful you are, the more marriage might not be important to you. Because marriage needs, works on needs. Glory to God. How to ruin your marriage. Yeah, these seven things, if you do them, you will ruin your marriage. The first one, denied or delayed forgiveness. The first one, what did I say? Denied or what? You know, the people that never agree, they don't forgive are Christians. People that unbeliever will tell you, oh ha, I'm not forgiving you. The people that will say, I'm forgiving you. 
but yet don't forgive you are Christians. When you see, and this is what I want to say, when you see a marriage where forgiveness is denied, where forgiveness is delayed, is delayed, that marriage is going to sink. And like I said, I've said this before, I said, the person I can bet that nobody hurts my wife like me. Because the person that will hurt you the most is the one that you love the most. Because sometimes, sometimes, have you ever loved someone and someone does something to you and you'll be like, oh my God. You don't want to forgive them because you think they are doing it intentionally. You're like, no, 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 no. This is, this is an attack. This is intentional. But that's what just Christ said that when they, when, how many times you forgive? 70 times what? 70. So, strong marriages always find it easy to have a story that helps them forgive. Struggling marriages have a story that makes it very difficult to forgive. The more forgiving you are as a person, the more your marriage will work. The more your relationship will work. The more you are unforgiving as a person, the more it will not work. If you need to forgive your partner and say, just hold his or her hand and say, I forgive you. Tell him, tell her, I forgive you. Because some of you just need to do that right now. Because sometimes you've not forgiven, you just reserved it. You know that there are players that don't play. They are reserved. Reserved him. There are matters that are not forgiven. They are just on the bench. When the time is out, you will call it. Who knows what I'm talking about? The, the matter is just on the bench. It, the matter is not active. But when something happens, you just say, referee, blow, pop. You say, that card, come player, come inside. The second thing, the second thing, the second thing that, that, that destroys relationships that I want to avoid, and I want to say on this, is pride and what? Ego. Let's read the scripture. Let's read the scripture. Proverbs chapter 13 verse 10. Proverbs chapter 13 verse 10. That destroys pride. And the amazing thing about pride is this. Proud people never know they are proud. Look at what the Bible says. He says, only by pride comes what? Listen to me. When you find yourself arguing with your girlfriend, with your boyfriend, with your fiancé, with your wife, and it's over time, sometimes you've left the matter. It's not the fact that I cannot be wrong. You must be wrong. And it's amazing that a lot of people that think, it's amazing when you see this. It says, it says why is it beeping? You, what's that? Is it for my back? You want to help me fix it? You want to help me fix it? Please, just give me a minute. Praise God. You know, when I was young, I used to see a pastor wear this. And someone told me, just a stupid fellas, that's where the power is. Praise God. Okay. So the Bible says, so with pride comes contention. So you see, argue, argue, what are you arguing about? They've even left what they're arguing about. It's the fact that I cannot be wrong. And let me say something to you. 
if you're the person that always have to let me someone says how do i know myself if you if you're this kind of person it's not just in your marriage it's in everything you can't be wrong if you have to have the final say then you know you're struggling with this and the reason why people do that is that they feel as if if they lose the argument that 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 they are small so they force they force and once you argue on this once they don't win on this they move to the next because they must find a shortcut to win and the reason why is that because the way their mind wires it is that if i lose the argument oh my god i'm not a good person i'm not a strong person so one of the reasons why marriage is failed because of pride. And, and you know, I said pr pride and ego. Ego is the most sensitive thing because why pride talks about the overestimation of yourself. Ego is a good thing. Everybody has to go, including me. Ego, ego is part of your nervous system. It's something you have that tells you, that tells you this is your standard and this is not. Ego is not about right or wrong. It's about standards. I'll give an example of ego. Someone comes and gives you money to the left hand. Is that right or wrong? No. It's, it's, it's okay. It, but... Your ego question is who is giving you left hand that matters? Yes or no? Because what ego does is that ego defines your standards. But those standards are your universal. So ego is that thing that makes you feel as if I'm treated right. I'm okay. The, it, that's what ego does. Ego is that thing. So your wife puts food on the table and when she puts food on the table, you know, when he puts food on the table, he said, why didn't you serve it well? And she thinks she served it well. That disparity of the food, it's an ego thing. I'm just showing you what it means. An ego. The reason why we have ego is to maintain a sense of dignity and pride. A, a sense of dignity and esteem. But sometimes, if you don't touch your ego, ego can get in the way. One time, you know, um, one time my... My wife said something to me and I felt that was very disrespectful. So I called my friend because just the kind of person I have, sometimes I have to backtrack and just say this. And I said, this is what my wife said. And he said, if she said it the way you're saying it with the right tone, I don't think that's wrong. He said, I just think your ego has gotten in the way. Because ego even affects how you hear. Something as simple as, mm -mm, those shoes, just those, mm -mm, those shoes can trigger your ego. But the thing is this, pride and ego destroys, pride and ego destroys relationships. The third thing, the third thing, I'm, I'm just really trying to hurry. You know, the third thing that destroys relationships, and maybe I need to calm down so that I can be, I need to calm down, is this criticisms. Wow. Just in case you don't know, the people that love you the most, criticize you the most and you know the thing most of the time they do it out of love who criticized you the most when you're growing up who did your mom who do in a marriage your partner but the thing about criticism is this you know the thing about criticism is it's not enjoyable it's not enjoyable at all so you just see someone maybe as you're as you're staring at them, say, oh, look at your eyes, eyes comba. Are you wondering what is wrong with my eyes? What is wrong with my eyes? You finish dressing, and your partner says, So, what this thing you've worn now, where are you going to? 
know that that's criticism. In fact, let me tell you something. Some people grow up in homes where they criticize one another. They use it, it becomes a joke. So much so that they develop tough skin. So, they just criticize you without thinking. When you see them meeting in the family meeting, they just abuse one another, one another and they walk away. But you that did not grow up with that, <laughs> you just see them, zombie. You know, why are you talking like a zombie? You're like, ah, do you not be surprised how they abuse one another and they will find it as a good laugh. But because you didn't grow up with that kind of tough skin, you'll find it very challenging. The thing about criticism is this. If, listen, it's difficult to feel safe with someone that criticizes you often. Even though they criticize you from a place of love and care. You know why? Two things. When people criticize you often, number one, you're afraid that whatever you say, they use as weapons. Or number two, you're afraid and whatever they say becomes a joke. And sometimes those things are very what? And sometimes Christians in the video will say is the look. It's just a comment. It's just a phrase. You're having sex. Are you done? A lot has been said. If you're a smart man, won't you be done? You will be. You'll say, oh yes, I was done. Glory to God. I say glory to God. But the thing is, a lot of us don't just know the way to talk without criticisms. <laughs> hey, are you going to look for a boyfriend in church? He said, what do you mean? All these things you are wearing. See, you see where it's going to. All these things you are wearing. What are all the things you are wearing? All you're saying is that maybe there's a certain cloth that's not appropriate. And you say, are you going to look? <laughs> you don't know you are old. You know, this is, this, is, this is what happens. Criticism. See what the Bible says. Proverbs 21 verse 19. And criticism breaks fellowship because once someone cannot be your safe place, once someone cannot be your safe place, See what the Bible says. Will you give me the New Living Translation like you did in the other service? See what the Bible says. It says, it's better to live alone in the desert. It's better to go to Sahara Desert than to live with a quarrelsome, complaining, critical person. It's either wife or husband. You know what I noticed? When you see single people, single men over 40 that are not married, they are very critical, most of them. You just say, why are you not married? You say, ah. And what about that girl? Hmm, hmm, hmm. That one. She's not clean, no. She's this, she's that. She will wash him down. This one, this one. You know, you'll be like, ah! You will just, it will be like, what? Why are you like this? When you see men, single men, over 40, most of the time, they're very critical. And like I said, people sometimes are not critical because they want to be evil. It comes from a good place. But though it comes from a good place, you need to understand that criticism can just shatter you. And let me tell you something. I don't know if this happens to you. Anybody that's critical with you, you begin to withdraw. And maybe that's why your partner is withdrawing. 
Maybe that's why your other girlfriend broke up. Maybe that's why your boyfriend, someone said, ah, shouldn't I just say my mind? No, you can say your mind without being critical. For example, oh, babe, you know, the clothes you're wearing to church, I think that the cleavage are showing too much. Do you think so? It's different from like, ah, you don't know your mind, woman. See, see, it's not just what he said. You saw the mouth. Eh? Because sometimes you leave the mouth. <laughs> you don't know your mind, woman. Glory to God. Let me tell you something. Have you noticed your closest friend accepts you? They don't criticize you. Because everybody wants to be in a place where they are accepted, not criticized. And unfortunately, a lot of people were raised this way. Sometimes it's the dad, sometimes it's the mom, it's the granny, it's the auntie, and they're just quite critical. You know what you should do? Have a paper. Anytime you criticize, just mark yourself. You'll be surprised that some of you is pay as you go. Glory to God. Another reason, another reason, another reason is this. Another reason is this. Why communication, why marriages break down? Because of communication breaks down. For some reason, they cannot talk. And if you're like me, that's, that's one of my biggest problems. Because the way I was trained or I grew up, we grew up to express one another. So, when I was growing, a lot of things will happen and you just stomach it. But that does not work in the marriage because the other person is not a witch to know what goes on in your mind. So you must be able to say, but not in a critical way. You must be able to say and say, so, so this is what happens. This is what normally happens. So, you know, so my, my wife is a more verbal one. So she wanted to tell me all the challenges. So when she told me the challenges, and I'm like, ah, why are you talking? I have my own. She's going to keep it quiet since chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, chapter four, chapter five. The wife says, why are you saying your own when I'm saying my own? I said, because I've been enduring. I wonder why I cannot enjoy your own. So now that you cannot enjoy your own, they don't have to explode together. But that's not the way it goes. So someone like me from the must learn to talk. One of the, see, all of you are single. Once you want to date, expect the woman to date a man. If the man cannot express himself, it's a red flag. It's something you're going to ex- suffer, experience when you get married. Because he still will not be able to talk. There was a book I read. And someone said, oh, it's me and my husband have the best sex. They were doing like 25, um, 30 years anniversary. And the man looked at the other person and that's what she thinks. That's why our marriage is happy. Because that's what she thinks. And he's not been able to express it. And the reason why, and that's why later on in the conversation we're going to talk about communication. And the reason why this is important is this. Because most people don't talk because of the fear of explosion. Which is my biggest fear. I don't like confrontation. So I do not talk. But eventually there will be explosion. So what you need to learn to do is this. How do I talk without what? Causing explosion. The answer to that problem is not not talking. It's how to talk without causing what? 
explosion. It's a skill. It's a skill you have to learn. And you know, you know the reason why this is difficult? Because most of us grew from homes where we did not see it modeled. So we don't even know what it looks like. Someone say hallelujah. How many reasons am I giving you why my marriages fails, Emily? The fifth one, and this is where I'm going to stop, is emotional baggages. <laughs> emotional what? Baggages. The scripture I wanted to read to you was the word the Bible says, when the men slept, that the enemy came and sold what? Towels. Every one of us have an emotional baggage we deal with. But because it's been there since we were young, we don't even know. Give, give, give me my bag. See, your emotional baggage fits you so well. It fits you so well. You just carry it like this. It's like that. What does an emotional baggage look like? You will notice once you have an emotional baggage, it's a cycle. You will notice, you will notice, you will notice that even when you were dating, you were always lonely in your relationships. You will notice. You will notice that no matter how much you dated or you married, no one was enough. You will notice a cycle. You will notice that you always attract heartbreakers as a single lady. And you will keep saying, see, this is what you see. You will keep saying, what is wrong with them? You don't know you're the one carrying it. Because there's something about what you carry. There's, there's something about what you carry. Give me my basket, please. Where's my basket? This is what emotional baggage looks like. You are the dustbin and all the garbage inside is emotional problems. And this is what it looks like. This is you over here. Because there's garbage here, would rats and flies go towards the garbage eventually? Yes or no? The reason you keep attracting terrible condition is because of the garbage inside. But instead of you to fix the garbage inside, you take yourself, remove yourself from the relationship. You stop dating Obina. You move to date Wu Chike. And what happens? Then the flies and the rats comes here. And you say, oh, it's all these Nigerian boys I date. I'm going to treat a white guy. And you date a white guy. And you move it here. And, and the reason you don't understand is that there's something within you that keeps attracting them. Instead of you to fix the emotional garbage, you keep going from place to place, person to person, person to person. The question, will you just stop and notice the cycle? There's a pattern right now. Some of you, the way you were when you were dating, the problems your girlfriend complained about, your wife is complaining about the same thing. The same thing your boyfriend complained about, your, is complaining about the same thing. The same thing your brother, your sister, your brother complained. It's complaining about the same thing. Instead of you to fix it, you keep thinking, it's not me, it's them. I just have to find a place to move it. And you don't know, the more you go around, the more the rats are following you, the more the flies are following you, because you are the one carrying the baggage. Wow. Should I show you? There are some symptoms that you will know if you are carrying a baggage. The first one, fear. I want to ask you a question. You are not married for three years. You are single and you're dating and you're engaged. Why can't you love him or her totally? You're just afraid. What are you afraid of? You're afraid that if I give him totally, he's going to cheat me. If I give in and allow him to lead me, he's going to destroy me. 
And the reason why is this. Let me tell you something. Everybody look up here. Look up here. Look up here. Some of you are not conscious. You are relieving your parents' marriage. You are telling yourself, I will not be like my dad. I will not be like my mom. And it's in your mind. It's in your mind. I saw how my mom was suppressed. I saw how my mom was abused. So, this guy has done nothing. But you enter the marriage with that mentality. I'm not going to be like this person. And you are carrying this emotional baggage. You are fighting battles that don't exist. You are calling battles for yourself. You are calling battles for yourself. The guy, you know, the woman says something. Said, huh. That's how my mother spoke to my father. I will not take it. And what, did I, what did I say? But the reason why you have the perspective is because of something. Something is driving you behind. Sometimes a lady gets pregnant and you tell her, you say, you know what, babe, just take one year, two years off work. Say, no, don't tell me that. I will walk even though I'm pregnant. And the reason why is that because she can think about it, that this was how her mother did not work. And because her mother did not work, her father, you know, did some things that were terrible financially. And her mother had no choice. But that's not what this man is saying. He's only saying take a break for two years. But because it's a trigger of what something you are carrying. Your wife comes home and say, um, and, and say, um, 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 darling, you know, I'm going to open this store in Nikoi. You say, huh. you're following friends. She's opening the store in Nikoi. Why is she following friends? Because in your mind, that was how that person, as she became richer, she became not submissive. And I cannot allow my wife to become that thing. I must cage her. And there's this model in your mind that is driving you subconsciously. I mean, actually, but what is driving you? fear and you know what first john 4 18 says it's a perfect love cast out fear you know so, so someone walks up to you as a single lady in church say, oh, all these users guys why what, what did they do to you what did they do why why is that your first response because the reason why is your first there's something you're carrying there's something you're carrying I will tell you one of the emotional baggage I carried. And I'm going to give you a background so that this will help. And one of the emotional baggages is fear. The other one is negatives of love. Where you do not love yourself. Fundamentally, this was how I used to, I used to be. And I'm recovering because sometimes it's difficult to change. I'm not that kind of person that can spend on myself or take on myself and not feel guilty. I will feel guilty that no, 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 no. How can you be enjoying yourself? Souls are perishing. You should, you know, you know, I could spiritualize it, but I just feel guilty that you should not be enjoying yourself. The biggest, the most expensive things I've bought in my life are gifts for people. I've never bought it so expensive for myself. Just the way my mind works. But where did this come from? I'm going to tell you. In case you don't know, I'm from a polygamous home. Polygamous home, say amen. amen. Families, families, you came from that? You came from that area, say amen. amen. Are you delivered? Yes. Praise God. So that you don't repeat it all. So I came from polygamous home. My father had four wives. Just four. Just four. I had a British stepmom, 
I had a Jamaican stepmom. I had a Nigerian stepmom. And I had my mom. That's why we're international people. The challenge is this. I heard from the stories. At some point, my father was trying to bring all of us together on the one roof. We're not on one roof. My father was an ex-police officer. And um, one of my stepmom picked up the gun. And this is what I heard. I don't know how true this is because I was young. And said, told him, my father's name is Emmanuel. If you bring other people's kids, not even the wives, he said, I will kill, I will kill you. I'll keep them. I'll keep myself. Because of that, we had to live apart. So my, my parents, my father would come once in a month or once in a week. But you know, as you grew older, he couldn't make those commitments again. Just so there'll be years you don't see your dad, that kind of thing. So I didn't grow up with that fatherly love. Challenging. Listen to me. Some of you are looking for boyfriends. You're looking for your father. Let me go out and come in again. Did you hear what I said? Some of you, what you're looking for is not a boyfriend. What you're looking for is your father. Because there was something missing since when you're young. That's why you end up with Aristos. You look for fathers. All that men are attracted to you because you are looking for your father. Hey, it's getting hot, have you? I know. So that was why I didn't live with my father. Let me tell you, I have no memory of my father ever carry me in his hands. All through my education, my father never came one time to my school. The closest was he dropped me one time because we were late and he had an escort and he dropped me in school so that I would not be late. It was one time in primary, three or four. I went to boarding school. My father never came in the six years. I went to university, never came like that. This how this is challenging. Someone says, why are you saying these stories? I want to say, because this, you need to know where this comes from. Then, my mom. And my mom tried to challenge us. So, when my siblings are meant to travel for vacation abroad, my father will tell me that, you know, their own siblings, half-siblings are abroad. They're going to see them. Your own half-siblings are in Nigeria. They're in the village. Travel to the village. Then my mom, in trying to make sure that we succeed, we do well, became very aggressive. No, no pity, no mercy. If you don't do well, she tells you all these things from heaven down to hell. I remember the day she finally was a pastor. My God. She abused me. That from heaven, she told, she told me, say, first of all, ah, he said, I wish I'm not your mother. I, 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 I can remember, you know, if you know my mom, she vibrates when she talks. Say, mm. 
He said, I wish I didn't give it to you. He said, if I knew this, what you would be, a pastor. Ah, you see what this has made you, pastor. Until they pay that offer, you will not eat. Ah, you will be like our pastor in church that will be coming to the house to be saying prayers to collect money. Ah, he said, first of all, I regret everybody having you. He said, if I knew this, what you become? When I was pregnant, I bought you. Ah, he said, cost is the day I had you. No exaggeration. And the thing is that she could be saying this from a very tough place. So, when I was growing, I literally grew by myself. Even till now, I'm not very close to my family members. And then, because I didn't experience self-love, it's a, my, my life, the way it affected me was that when I had relationships, actually church relationships, I became very clingy. Because I was always afraid of people leaving me. I was always afraid of people leaving me. To fall in love was a problem because I never wanted to make a mistake. I was always afraid of people leaving me. One of the most difficult memories I have is I was seven years old. Her driver had dropped me with um, my uncle, my father's younger brother. He's a doctor. And dropped me in the house. And they, they stayed in these three floors. The ground floor, it was a three floor. The ground floor was the hospital. The middle floor was the quarters for the resident doctors. And they stayed on the top floor of this house. It was something big. And that dropped me there. And I was playing with the kids and we're all my cousins were just playing because I would go there every now and then. Then my father did an unannounced arrival with my stepmom. And everybody panicked because they knew I was around and she mustn't see me. So quickly, my uncle ran up and said, Bolaji, you have to go now. I said, but the driver has not come to me. I don't know how you're going to do it. This transport fare, just take a bus. And I didn't even know how to use the busing system at that time. And I walked 90 minutes home because I couldn't figure out the busing system. And it's really sunk in my heart that there's no love. And even though I was born again, I was a Christian. I allowed people to abuse me. I put myself in difficult situations because that was what I was used to. Because that's all I know. It is my baggage. It now fits. If you now find someone that truly loves you, you will misbehave because you don't know how to receive love because you're not used to it. And in some of you, the challenge is it's that if you can just recognize, where's my dustbin? If you can just recognize, where's the dustbin? If you can just recognize that the problem is the garbage. The loneliness you feel might not be your wife or your husband. 
It's just something you'd always come with since you were single. This was how you felt. That see, have you wondered? Have you wondered why some girls sleep everywhere? The reason why is that they're trying to feel this trash is calling for something. And that's why marriage counseling doesn't work. The reason why is that because marriage counseling talks about dressing. Nothing talks about what is inside. So they say, do this, do this, do this. But it's not about doing. It's about what is inside. Symptoms of emotional baggage. Number one, some people have, I've thought about fear. I've said negative self-esteem. Some people are just negative. Who knows what I'm talking about? I want, give me a microphone. I want someone to share his or experience. Give me a microphone. Who can share his or experience here? How it has impacted you. You could resonate with my story. You have your own story. Anybody here? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, give me the microphone. Yes. Just, you can come here. Yeah? You can come or you can go to a seat. Anyone that makes it easy for you. Just in two minutes. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Okay, when I was married, um, there's some things I could do when I was married. But when I got married to my husband, a lot of things happened. I felt I couldn't do some things. He talked me down. And you start wondering, I can't do this. What's happening to me? I... So it brings that fear in me. And I've asked myself, am I sure I'm good enough for anybody? Can good ever come out of me? You're you going to ask yourself, can good ever come yes, out, of out of me? Because... Did you feel this way before you got married no, in any I... measure? No, no, sir. So it was after you got married yes, that this began to yes, happen to you? Yes, sir. So it's a whole lot. And I was like, this is what I can do. But because of that um, negative talk... And, and, and what happens is this. This emotional pressure... You know, I was speaking to a lady that said to me, he said, let me know, singles, you don't want to know how you know when you have this emotional baggage? If you're not dated in four, five years, three, two to five years and you're not intentional, not dating, most likely is an issue. Most likely. Glory to God. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Okay, can I get someone else to share their own experience? Because we, we can learn from how you struggle. Something that happened. Yes, who, who wants to share? You want to share? Thank you. Let's appreciate them as they share. Okay. Okay, um, so for me, it was more of, uh, from my parents. And now uh, my mom was not really, um, should I say she wasn't really working. So, um, and I realized that, that that made her feel very, you know, helpless a lot of times. So um, I just, I decided that there were actually relationship issues a lot of times. Like sometimes he beats her and all of that. And So, so, so. Your dad will beat your mom. Yeah, but... So how do you view when you think about boyfriend and marriage? Yeah, I just cannot be a liability. I just cannot not do something. I, so, want, so, I have to be very so successful. Watch this now. This lady goes into the marriage. And in her mind, no matter what you do, I can't be a liability. And the reason why there's a weight, not what the man did, is what she brought into the marriage. Sometimes... Marriages and relationships are fighting battles that the battle that we don't know of is that it's from home. And you go for all the series of therapy. Therapy. And the reason I'm saying so today that in this marriage series, as we close this, the first place to start from is to ask yourself, 
where are the baggages? It's time to open it or throw it away. The reason why is that if I keep moving the dustbin from one relationship to another relationship to another marriage to another marriage, it's the same thing. You know why you must fix your baggage? This is the reason why. Let me tell you why. Anomzi, come. Yeah. This is why you must fix. It. This is why you must fix it. I want to show you something. Because if you don't fix your baggage, when you have a child, it's fine then. When you have a child, she's my daughter right now, you will transfer your baggage to your child. Because you got the baggage from your background. So therefore, as I have, I give to you. You give to him. And that's why you see some families, there's a pattern of divorce. Why is the pattern of divorce there? Because there's a baggage that makes all of them divorce. There's a pattern of singleness. There's a pattern of single motherhood. There's a pattern of unfulfilling marriage. There's a pattern of conflicting marriages. And you are the one that will say, it's enough. It's time to take out the package. And that's what we're doing this month. Throughout this month, this is what we're teaching about. Hallelujah. Thank you. You can, you can. Praise God. Let's really, I want us to pray. James chapter 5 verse 16. We're really out of time. Yeah. James 5 16. See what it says. I, I didn't tell you today what to do with it. Your assignment this week is to go back and say, what is it? And sometimes you have to have a conversation with those that are close to you. It says, confess your This is how you get healing. He said, what do you do? He said, confess your sins one to another so that what? You may be healed. When he says your sins, your faults, that baggage, you have to identify it. You know the thing? People know their baggage, but they deny it. And they give excuses for it. But what will happen that you repeat the cycles of your parents in your marriage? Have you seen friends of yours, yours that they got divorced the same time their mother got divorced? Have you seen things like that? Have you seen, have you seen that before? That friends that they got divorced the same age, their mother or their father got divorced, yes or no? You know why? Because the same software in their parents is running in them. It's a software issue. As they were raised up, they were, they, they were installed and they now updated it. So, because it's software, it will deliver the same result. And unfortunately, men think about, you know, if a woman teaches the thing, you know, it's women. But, you know, people say men are not emotional. Men are more emotional than women, but they hardly show their emotions. And men are struggling. You just heard about the book of hot person. And we're not sure what, it, what cost is that. And men need to talk. Because men's pain, by the time they respond, the response is always huge. Let's pray. It's a confess your fault to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Can you stand on your feet? Hold your neighbor and pray for your neighbor that they may be healed.